Hey everybody, welcome back to Rain City Supercars. We are on episode 31, finally. Yeah, I mean, it takes three of us to count our toes to get to 30, well, it's actually four of us, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as, as I, I, I want to talk about something, Dan, something that's <laughs> bothering me. A lot of people don't know, and I, I don't know why, that Rain City Supercars was a joint effort. Half Dan, half Nick. Now, you might ask, hey, Nick, you're a guest on this podcast. How did it start? Well, I was, uh, I was approached this weekend by a young gentleman who I will leave nameless because I don't remember his name. So that's why I'll leave him nameless. And he comes up to me and he goes, I really like Rain City Supercars. And I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. He looks at me and he goes, with straight face, how long have you been on Dan's podcast? Smart ass. And I'm assuming he had listened to the episode where we talked about, you know, Dan's Dan's podcast. I like to think he's just picking on you. Oh, of course. And I take I it's, it was absolutely again, it takes a lot to to say something to me and make me speechless because we know I'm a talker and I tend to have an answer for things. It's what I do. You know, couldn't pass a history test if I had to, but I gotta I gotta come back. I didn't have a comeback. I'm going to be honest, but <laughs> Rain City Supercars is owned, uh, Rain City Supercars LLC. That's right. <laughs> We're official. By Nicholas Berger on Dan Putnam. doesn't have to be in that order, but it is an equally equal <laughs> partnership. So just want to say that. Um, but yeah. So welcome to episode 31. Um, we're, we're, we still can't believe we made it to 31. I just, I know. I'm going to say that. Like, and I want to take this moment to, I, I'm we're really humble. And thank you for everybody coming up that listens to this because we know this podcast is worth it to everybody what, what they're paying for and absolutely nothing. So you know, <laughs> hey. we're, we're very grateful for that. People but. seem to like it. So we got a lot of motivation to keep doing it. Absolutely. Well, Dan, let's talk a little, let's do a little bit of a recap of this week. Um, and then we'll get into our topic this week. Yeah. Um, my guest this week is Nicholas Bergeron. <laughs> Welcome to my show. I'm, I can't tell you how happy I am to be here. Um, <laughs> I've, I've wanted to be a part of this for uh, ever since you started it. Uh, <laughs> so, many, so many years ago in my apartment. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was German Car Day this weekend at Exotics at Redmond Town Center. And it was an absolute massive success, as usual. Yeah, it, when in the past it's been Porsche Day, this, this year for the first time it was German Car Day, which was great because we still had a epic amount of Porsches of amazing caliber, and then we had Volkswagen uh, Vintage, 21 window buses, not just Jason's. Uh, Blake's. Yeah, Blake Auto Salon, his, yeah. Auto Salon, which is just awesome to see. Um, we had uh, some killer Mercedes, uh, one we didn't ex know existed, which is a, f a rare occurrence for Nick and I, who are very spoiled and kind of jaded by seeing supercars. We get used to them. Uh, we're very fortunate to be jaded and spoiled in that oh, way. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, what is it, the C32? No, what was it? Uh, it was a C32, I 30, think. C32 AMG, which... Wagon. I'm not going to lie, and, and, and I maybe I get this jaded from being... Having a, a BMW that's got dining on it, everybody questions me if it's really dining. And this guy pulls in with a C32 AMG, which I had never heard of. Yeah. Oh, and, I, I heard of a C32. Oh, I, ha I had not. And Jason and I were parking people in, in center court, and this kid pulled in, and I thought, oh, God, how did he get past the gate? He's in like a basic wagon, you know, and very, very nice, nice individual. Um, didn't have ch time, really chance to talk to him, but... Like, I knew there was something up about it because not only did it say C32 AMG on the back, but he had the license plate that said C32 AMG, so. Yeah, and it was a real car. We had a real C32 AMG, not to mention 
uh, eGarage stopped by and brought us one hell of a car. I've, I've seen that car several times, and every time I see it, it is incredible. And that's a Mercedes CLK DTM, which uh, DTM AMG. I'm trying to think how many of these there are. It's not Black Series, though. I mean, it's it's almost above Black Series. It's above the Black yeah. Series. Yeah, there's, uh, it's real quick. I think there's 100 of them. Yeah, 100 exactly of these cars. And he just rolls up in it, which is nuts. Go look at a photo of one of those if you've ever seen one. It's, it's like it's CLK like if, if Mercedes made... I mean, it looks like one of their, their DTM like race cars that they just put on the street. Yeah. It, it's a crazy looking car. But stuff like that rolled up all day. We had so many GT3 so RSs. Our GT3 RSs, we had a GT3 race car. Yes, that Randy Popes drove, uh, yeah. which you, you'll know from pretty much every Motor Trend test uh, video. We and s- Pike Speak winning and all that other stuff that he does. We saw a Porsche 911R, which the only other time you and I have seen one of those is down in Scottsdale. It was One was being sold along with a 918. Yep, matching package. Yeah. I love the spec on this car. I mean, and the fact that we got to be up close to it. But, I mean, my favorite part was the interior, the plaid interior. I mean, classic Porsche, you know, silver exterior, these green racing stripes, plaid. I mean, it was just gorgeous. Yeah, that's that might be one of my favorite Porsches ever. And one of 911, I believe there's only 911. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's yeah. the myth or legend or what. But yeah, I think that's what it was. But yeah, just seeing that thing roll in though, it's such a perfect car. Yeah, Look, like I love how MSRP on those is like 100 grand. They all sold for like 500. Well, yeah, because I mean, most of the people that I know, you know, not know, but the people that got them, it was you had to own a lot of other Porsches. You had to be a part of that, kind of like Ferrari has, where they have to invite you to own it and things like that. But yep. Um, and it, six speed, of course, because they're of course, all six speed. Absolutely. So. I mean, you know, because the three pedal car is the best, right? Yeah. Three pedal, what, was it, what did they call themselves? Three pedal mafia or something was there? Oh, all yeah, a bunch yeah, of manual yeah. Porsches. And we had vintage Porsches like crazy. So tons. And a vintage, we had a Porsche tractor again, which was awesome. We need four of those. I've got to find, I took a picture, and I don't know if it's on my phone, but I've got to, I had a couple people look at this. There was a Porsche that came in with a, a license plate frame that, um, I don't remember exactly what it said, but there, the one word that I do remember it said was Nazi. <laughs> huh. It was like it's it's like it was like well-engineered Nazi rocket or something like that, and I had to grab somebody and go, "I'm not real good at is that say what I think it says?" <laughs> like, yeah, it's um, a good way to lose a few windows here. Well, I mean, it was a vintage, awesome Porsche, but I was just like, um, <laughs> a little ballsy. Yeah, yeah, truly ballsy. But yeah, we had a yeah. few. Uh, 356 speedsters. I mean, there was just everything there. And we had, oh, that one, uh, the M5 wagon. Did you see that thing on the side oh, street? One of one. No, okay, but not only was it an M5 wagon, but he supercharged it. Yeah. So it had the it had the, the V8 in it. Yeah. I e- made that mistake. E- it's on E39 chassis. E39 chassis, but he put on a wagon. He did all the modifications, and then he supercharged it. Yeah. And then because, you know, he wanted to stand out even more. Kevin and Judy just drove by. I'm almost positive they did. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, furry, furry, uh, California just drove by. California drove by. I don't. I mean, it's got to be them, right? Yeah, you should message them. Tell them to come back over. We'll have a break. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I got to say, the German car day was awesome. Everybody loved it. We got tons of great photos. We did Facebook Live from the event. Super cool. But the highlight of the weekend, which blew me and everybody else who was there away that day, was the Drivers Club launch event at Ascend in Bellevue. Um. I don't even know where to start with how great this event was. 
And I'm not kidding. Like everybody there was jaw on the floor amazed. Well, I, I want to I talk a little bit about Ascend first, and then we're yeah. going to go into Drivers Club. Ascend, if you don't know, is going to be the steak and sushi place in Bellevue. And Dan and I don't do food reviews and things like that, but we had the privilege of being invited to the Drivers Club event. This place, if I owned a steak joint or any restaurant in Bellevue, I'd be worried because this place is going to take... Yeah, by Daniels. Every, sorry. By, um, yeah, well, <laughs> by Dan Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be incredible. Um, the, 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 you're talking almost 360 degree views, uh, the 34th floor above Fuga de Chao in that tower um, where the WeWorks, I think it's the WeWorks Tower or whatever it is. Um, yeah. It's incredible. And it opens on July 15th, or sorry, June 15th. You should go. Just trust us on this. But what I really want to talk about, and Dan does too, is Drivers Club because they blew this party out of the water. I mean, into another lake. <laughs> it yeah. was insane. Yeah, there are good launch events, and then there is what they did. Everybody was blown away. Every single person in that place was impressed, and for for very good reason. Uh, the stuff Drivers Club's offering, we finally got to see the app that they're going to use in action, and seeing the demos they put together of that, uh, the 24-7 access to the facility, which uh, in car storage is not actually that common. Uh, if you do a place like the shop, they don't really offer that. Uh, they can't staff the place 24-7. I'm not, I'm not faulting the shop. They're different kinds of places, so let's get keep that clear. But what Drivers Club is offering, what they're showing, it's just awesome. I, I don't really know how to describe it any more than that. If you're if you're looking for that country club lifestyle and you have a need a place to store your car, these are the guys you want to talk to. I mean, you're not talking about just storage management. You're talking about you know being at maintenance management and the fact that you don't even have to be there. They can come get your car. The key management. They had, a, they had a display of their key management, which you're going to walk up and type your code in, and it's going to unlock your keys for that person. When you pull your car into Drivers Club, it's going to scan your car and and show everything that's wrong with it as it comes in and as it goes out. Yeah, like you know, blemish checking. Blemish checking. Yeah. So like, I mean, well, you were out. Did you get a Dorting? Because it's going to tell you. They're going to have an insane golf simulator, driving simulator, wine storage. They're going to be able to do car uh, uh, reveals, and then in the building next to them is going to be a 15 bay owned by Metropolitan Detail. So it's it's going to be an insane place to hang out. I mean, and I think they they are they are going to do not only memberships for for people and their cars, but you can do a social membership there, which I think is going to be incredible. Yeah, this is going to be the place to go, no question about it. They anybody who had a question of whether what they were paying for was going to be worth it, they were like, oh, it's a little steep." Until you see what you're getting, and you're like, "Oh yeah, makes perfect sense." And in fact, it actually feels kind of like a deal. Um, but anyway, special huge thanks to Amanda from Drivers Club and Doug, Doug Perry, Doug Perry from Drivers yeah. Club, who pulled this thing off. Because yeah, everybody who was there, and we had a ton of our guests were there. Kevin and Judy were there. Which, by the way, that was not them. I just just messaged Kevin. Oh, he, he was he he was te- he was laughing because and Dan and I ended up back at Ascend tonight for a, a quick meeting, and I go, I was, were you, were you driving down Bellevue? He's like, yeah, I saw the picture of the steak, and I turned around and came down. But no, <laughs> it was not him. Uh, Kevin and Judy, uh, Jason Boriog, uh, Adam Robertson. Carl was there. We had we had both of our British boys were there. Um, Adam Kramer. Adam Kramer. Uh, Jordy. Jordy was, Jordy was there. He was there physically. Mentally, I don't know where he was. Um, <laughs> he was drinking the whiskey uh, we were. John Zubrick. Yeah, John Zubrick was there. Was and, there. And, and Chloe. Chloe was there. That was the most important part. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she lets John come around. Uh, yeah. But no, it was it was incredible. If you don't know about Drivers Club, check them out. So you forgot to. You forgot Ashley, too. Oh, Ashley, boy. Ashley, Ashley was husband. there. That's right. 
I forgot how she was there. I had a wonderful conversation. I had a lot of whiskey. So <laughs> Sunday was me going, did I say that? Did I do this? <laughs> Nick may have been hungover until this morning. I, did, I, don't, not, I don't know if I was hungover as much as I just felt like I could go to sleep for six days and be fine. <laughs> I, I just a hangover. You're just older. Oh, my God. Well, here's the problem. And I'm going to talk about this. I'm, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. So they were serving Woodenville whiskey, which was one of my favorites. What was the other one they had, though? Well, and I've got to figure that out. Um, so here's the thing. So I have a couple of, of drinks from Woodenville whiskey. And by a couple, I mean the wonderful people at Ascend didn't let my glass go down. So I really don't know what I drank. Um, <laughs> and then I run into Amanda's husband, Andrew, who... We've never spoken about before, but is a friend of ours because he's a, she's, he's married to Amanda. He obviously married an awesome woman, so he's got to be a friend of ours. Um, who is the, the he has the most knowledge I know about whiskey and yeah, he's he, like a whiskey sommelier. Yeah, I mean he used to own a, a really popular bar up on Capitol Hill, and he goes, "Oh, what are you? What were you drinking?" And I said, "Well, I said we were drinking, you know, uh, you know the Woodenville stuff." He goes, Woodenville. "No, no, no." Come with me. And I was like, you know. And we like Wooden Bill Yeah, but the thing about it is, is like, Andrew talked to me really quietly. He, he, he really wonked me. Come with me and you'll see a whiskey above your imagination. I'm so glad I got a recording of that. Oh that was really God. good. <laughs> the name of the whiskey is? Westland. Westland Whiskey, which is a Seattle-based whiskey. And it was, oh my God. Yeah, they have American Oak and they had a peated. I had both. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just have yep. a single. Yeah, nobody. I, <laughs> nobody got a single. Single person. Andrew was drinking singles, yeah. while he was he was reeling us in, and then I just started like going back out into the crowd and pulling people over and going, "Try this, try this." Yep, <laughs> it was so and much fun. And we tried a lot of it. We tried a lot of it. But uh, check out Drivers Club if you haven't heard about it. I think it's uh, one of the best things that's coming to Seattle. You know, a lot of people have compared it to the shop. It's not the shop, but and they're they're going to coexist, and they're gonna, they're both going to do their clients for the. They well, offer but, different things, and it's you know. uh, Drivers Club. You can go check them out. You have to send them an application. Um, they're very picky about their members in in a very good way. They've already denied Dan and I. So. I know, <laughs> but in a very good way because they need to. Uh, they're very heavily focused on having the most secure facility they can find with oh, members that will go. Amanda along. has set up the best security system at Drivers Club. I can't wait to see everything when it's when yeah. it's done. So yeah, um, let's take a little break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start our topic uh, of the day of of. How do you plan a good drive, the Rain City Supercar way, and not come out at the end of the day with a crash car or hating everybody you went with? We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. And welcome back. Um, Today's topic, we're going to talk about how to run a group drive that doesn't get everyone killed or arrested. Now, as a lot of you know, uh, Dan has has, uh, Dan's Drives. And Dan puts together a lot of, of drives for people that give them everything from the route they should take, the places they should stop, the places they should look for cops, and how long it will take and things like that. And we thought it would be kind of good to take Dan's knowledge and kind of get it out there to the people. Because if you haven't been to Dan's Drives, was it dansdrives.com, right? Yep, dansdrives.com. Check it out. 
your number one drive is that date drive that goes up to yeah uh, uh, by far by a huge margin is uh, the driver's date night uh, which tells you okay you want to go for a drive but you want to end your night with a date I got you covered like, we and, don't provide the date yeah no <laughs> I was like, I can call in and do it for you yeah. if you really want to pay me, but I, it, I've tried to make this as simple <laughs> yeah, as possible. Exactly. So uh, that ends at Salish. We've talked about that one before. Like I said, if you, if you guys haven't, though, just dancedrives.com, and then it's single-day drives, and then the date night. Um, but uh, as far as group drives go, things get a little different. And I have recommendations on my page for drives you can do that are good for groups, but the logistics of organizing a group drive, and I don't mean like a full-blown rally. A lot of this stuff does apply. Uh, but I just mean like you've got a group of say five to 10 buddies and y'all want to go for a cruise. Uh, we do this eh, not too often, but at least a few times a year, we all try and get together and go for a spin and it's usually from bar to bar. Yeah. I mean, not that we would ever drink at these bars, but you know, no, just eat the food. It's good social interaction for the cars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first step one is before you do anything, before you say, I'm going to do a group drive, uh, get your idea and then pre-drive this. Do this yourself. And if all, if, if at all possible, bring somebody with you uh, who can give you feedback as you go and kind of take notes. Everything is better with a co-driver. I'll get into more of that later. But if at all possible, do a pre-drive. If you can't do a pre-drive because you're going either across the state or on a much longer drive, uh, be patient because your drivers are going to get separated. And I'll tell you how to address that in a minute. It, it, it is important to really figure out where you want to go and I mean, Google Maps is your friend, and 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 the fact that you can sit there in your home in your home if you can't pre-drive something, and really, I mean, you could get on Google Maps and see everything through the Google car eyes. It, it, it's yeah. seen it all. You can even do. There's actually a little function where you can drive it, and it'll just like walk you down through the street view all the yeah. way there. Uh, that can be a little excessive. You don't actually need to do that. But um, but it's important. I mean, the reason we're saying the pre-drive is one, like Dan said, to get if if you're, you're if you don't do it which you don't have to. People are going to get lost in that. Two, there's plenty of times Dan and I have gone out on drives and thought, we're going to drive this one route today. And we were blocked by snow or, uh, you know, uh, well, we did construction. Con- I mean, Let me, I'll, I'll give you know. a little story. So we did yeah. it. We did a group drive down to Brooklyn Tavern. Remember that? And uh, I looked at the road and I was like, yeah, this road should be fine. It's paved all the way through here. Well, it wasn't paved all the and way. We almost took like nice cars. Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to take the cruiser so I can fit more people with me. At that point, I didn't have the Audi at that time. I had the Corvette and I had the cruiser, so I decided to take the cruiser. And yeah, so I'm looking at Google Maps and I see this road and it's the most direct route. And Google Maps takes me down it, thinking no big deal. Well, about ten miles of it was gravel. Luckily, oh, like gravel logging road. <laughs> yeah, gra- gravel logging road. Yeah. And so, obviously, I felt bad. Luckily, n- nobody that was with us had anything too exotic because it was kind of a wet time of year. Uh, Davis had his Focus RS. Which was awesome. I got to drive with him. That was so much fun. Right. And, and he's such a great guy that he just had a good time with it. But I would have felt terrible if it had been like, hey, let's do a supercar drive there and take this way because it's more direct and more curvy. And I'm taking down you know, my Corvette and a couple of Ferraris and a McLaren's on a gravel road. No, that's that's how you're going to ruin your drive before you even... You know, you're not gonna, there is a way to get to it though by streets, and if you get yeah. a chance to go, you should go because, well, I mean, how do I put this? There's a urinal that runs through the middle of the bar. No, it's a spittoon. She said specifically you can't piss in it. It's a urinal that runs through the middle of the bar. <laughs> four, four or five beers later, if you also, hurry, it's a watch urinal. where you step. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, the next thing we want to talk about after you've done your your your, your pre-drive is. You know, when when you get the cars together, 
you're going to want to make sure that everybody has inspected their cars before they go. Because there's nothing worse than getting out in the middle of nowhere with a group drive and somebody blows a tire. And you really find out who your friends are. That <laughs> This <Yeah>. happened once. <laughs> right after Dan and I met, uh, we were out like the doing weekend, a one, the next the weekend. weekend. Yeah, we met. Uh, and the Maserati blew a hose and... Um, and it had to be towed back. But that's, you know, you find out who your friends are and the other ones that go, okay, we'll meet you at the next town. Like, well, how am I supposed to get to the next town? But inspection, inspection, inspection. We talk about this. Yeah, I tell um, everybody to do this before we even start our drives is to make sure you have good tires, make sure you have good brake fluid, make sure your hoses are in good condition, your belts are in good condition, like all the basics. Look for leaks. But uh, I've caught things. This has saved my butt a few times. Uh, by just going over well, my vehicles. You take really good care of your vehicles. I do, I mean, but it's still surprising. Like, didn't you even get a compliment from the valet at the W today, uh, last this weekend, about how nice your vehicle was? Like, Dan, I'm waiting there at the valet, and Dan and Jenna pull up. And they get out of the car, because Jenna is helping at, at Driver's Club. And the valet goes over Dan's car, which, by the way, I have never seen a valet go over a car like that in my life, as far as an inspection. Yeah. And he proceeds to look at Dan. I'm going to let you tell the rest of the story because it's freaking hilarious. So he literally puts his hands under the edges of my entire car, front to back, the lip, the side skirts, the rear bumper, everything, because he's checking for damage before they even touch it. Like they are doing the most thorough inspection of a car I've ever seen in my life and writing down any prior damage. And he comes up to me and goes, I have never had my hands under a car and never not found, and never not found any damage. And... I said, well, one, I have scrape armor on my car that I got really early on, which is a, a local product. Uh, you can get a hold of John Clevin at Metropolitan. They know the guys. I think it's the same guys who own Benchmark. Yeah, Benchmark he, Motors does it. Yeah, Benchmark yeah. Motors. They actually they actually make scrape armor. Uh, that stuff is a lifesaver because I do. I mean, it, it's an inevitable that you're going to find a bad driveway here that's going to scrape your front lip if you have a low car. And But I've had that stuff on since really early on. One of the best things I've ever bought for my car. I can't preach the praises of that stuff enough. Or sing the praises, excuse me. Um, Preach. And, and I and I, he's right. Every time I wash my car or I do anything with my car, I give it an inspection. I look under my car. I look for damage every single time. Every single time I wash it, which is at least when I'm driving it, at least twice a week. Uh, I know that's excessive. Whatever. No, it's not. <laughs> I, why do people say that? Like, I, I, and I don't mean to be get hostile of it, but I get that all the time. People are like, oh, you wash it again? Yes, I wash it again because I invested eight ton of money into this car and i'm going to keep it as nice as i can because someday i'm going to find something else i want i'm going to need to sell this that's true yeah i, I, I also say. it's our podcast damn it no but when i told them i had thirty thousand miles on it the guy was just like mind blown looking his eyes he was like seriously <laughs> yep it's great um but we, we digress um the next thing you want to do is everybody sits there and they goes i want to do a drive i want all my friends to be there don't do that invite Bad your friends idea. Start small. Dan has always told me that from day one. And and we'll put together drives, Dan and I, and, and I'll be like, oh, let's fight this person, this person, this person. Dan's like, okay, hold on. Let's just invite these guys and see how we do. And then... You, 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 it's a good, it's a good way to test your friends on how they get along and drive. Well, I think everybody's biggest concern is that if they don't invite X person, that person will feel left out or whatever. Um, Sorry, but just don't do that. I, I can tell you a million times over why you shouldn't, and that's because you're going to have that one guy who is going to want to show off more than anybody else. And the guy, inevitably, who is that guy is probably the worst driver in your group by a long shot, not by a little margin. One of the best drivers we have that comes with us is James Dunas in his uh, uh, Mustang, of all yep. things, a Shelby. A Mustang yep. driver is one of the best drivers we have come with us. He has tons of track time. He knows when and where to pass. 
yeah, we have fun and we have spirited drives, but everybody in that drive knows that, you know what, traffic's a little tight here. I'm not going to kill everybody in my group by spinning out my car and hitting an oncoming car. I have been on drives where I have seen that happen. Well, not only that, but something that I really look for, and this has happened many times, is people that pass at the wrong times and then splatter the front of your car with rocks. Yep. Oh, that ticks me off. See, it's not just a matter of having the space. It's like somebody will see a wide open stretch and it's got this huge center section. And so they go flying through it and they just spray everybody behind them. We're like, dude, everybody wants to have fun, but we don't all need to go 150 down this road. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just going to get in trouble because what happens when the fastest car in your group gets pulled over, the rest of you get pulled over. Been there. Yeah, exactly. So be careful who you invite. Um, And make sure the invite is very, very specific if you want people to meet at a certain time or a certain place or you know and i will say this when we tell people to show up we and it's very clear that you are to show up with any food that you'd like until the first food stop you are to show up with your car checked out to make sure that it's safe and you're supposed to show up on time and with a full tank of gas i don't know how many times i've shown up to these things and people gone oh yeah We'll get going as soon as we, I go get gas. What do you mean you... <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do before you got here. Uh, I usually fill up the night before uh, if I'm meeting someplace close. But, yep, what he just covered is our step four. Meet early, full tank of gas, start with snacks, and to make everybody happy, I always recommend meeting at a coffee place if possible. Uh, sometimes you can't. Don't be wrong. But trust me, if you can start at a Starbucks or something like that, everybody will be happier with you for it. So start with coffee. Get everybody caffeinated and good to go. Also tell them to use the restroom. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you, those type, you know, meal stops and, and restroom stops are inevitable. You, you know, it's going to happen. But, you know, don't start your drive at the International House of Pancakes with, you know, 14 flapjacks and then wonder why 10 miles down the road you're not feeling so well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just, but, yeah. Uh, and that's step five, though. Step five is plan your stops. Make the stops for the restroom break, whether you think you're going to need it or not. Don't drive more than, I tell everybody on a group drive, about an hour, uh, unless you're going multi-state. I should make that clear if you're if you're going multi-state then spread your your drives out way out because you need to cover ground quickly but an hour to two hours somewhere in there in that sweet spot is where you just want to plan a rest stop uh maybe it's just a stretch get a good view whatever but don't expect people to drive from here to like chelan in one shot uh you've got leavenworth in between you've got a lot of nice places you can stop between there and you're going to wear everybody out and it just makes everybody happier especially if they have uh guests with them that you can't and you could hypothetically be a big blonde male guy with a beautiful beard and who has a really small bladder. I mean, these are hypothetical situations. This is not a person who I know, but it's definitely, you, you could be that guy that hen- tends to slow people down because <clears throat> you have to pee all the time. Yeah, but it's so. better just to be accommodating anyway. Like I said, the, look for photo ops on your drive. Like if, you've been, if you've been fortunate enough to pre-plan your drive, you know where the photo good photo stops are anyway. If you're going over Highway 20, like the Diablo Lake Overlook, I don't care if your last stop was in Marble Mount 30 minutes earlier or whatever that is. You still want to stop at that. And there's a bathroom there. (laughs) And there's a bathroom there. But it also gives a great view and people want to stop and stretch. But to be accommodating, the the way you keep your group happy is by being accommodating and giving people to time to just enjoy the drive. Especially if they're doing like some really uh, fun spirited driving. You can have those quick talks and laugh about it. That's a good slogan. Don't just get there and enjoy the We should write that down. I should. We should write that down. Um, You touched on this, but it, it is something that depending on the drive is the way I feel about this as far as bringing a co-pilot. It's a lot of fun to bring co-pilots. Like, 
Yeah. One of my favorite co-pilots actually is my mother because she loves to get out and drive and talk and have fun. And, and, and my, she, sometimes she puts my poor father in the back seat, which I, I feel sorry for because we have spirited drives at times. But um, <laughs> bringing a co-pilot is a lot of fun because you, you were able to share stories. And if you get tired, you've got somebody that can spell you out and help and drive the car too. Right. Uh, the more important thing, the reason I put it on my list here and why it makes things so much easier is your co-pilot can cover a lot of things that you can, that leave you to focus on driving and you can switch back and forth. If you're lucky, you have somebody who can take the driver's seat as well. So you can just enjoy the scenery, but somebody who can keep their eyes on and ways, somebody who can cover the music, somebody who can keep their eyes on the radio, radar detector, somebody who can cover the map because you want to look, you want to have a printed map, um, or somebody who can just look at the map on your phone for you. So you can say, Hey, when is my next turn coming up? Or they can tell you. The next turn is up here. The next stop is up here within 20, 30 minutes. They can hand you snacks. We should take Carl. He used to do that. That's right. (laughs) Carl, when's the next right turn? (laughs) 500 meters. 500 meters. 30 degree right. You don't need to buy the the English GPS. We got Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw Carl in the back of the Corvette. Absolutely. Strap him down. (laughs) Don't you move, you English prick. Oh, we could do it. Oh, we'd have to. We'd have to put. We'd put some of that IPA in the back of the vet. He'd be in there in a heartbeat. Yeah, the Legion Stardust. The Legion Stardust. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you can, if you can talk somebody to it, which usually isn't that hard to do. Some people don't want to get up early, but man, trust me, if you can get up early and bring a friend, you will be so much happier. It's always, like I've always said, happiness is something that is best shared. So if you're gonna have Hell, a great day in the car, take that good friend to bed with you the night before. You get up both together. I mean, it's same thing. <laughs> Dan and I do it all the time. You stay on your side of the bed. <laughs> he likes to cuddle no. after I sing him to sleep. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we I did don't. enjoy the singing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a first. That's a first for Rain City Supercars. <laughs> Me serenading you. So, <laughs> Let's take one more quick break and uh, we'll give you the rest of our list. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness personalized performance find m squared fitness online at m2-fitness.com mention rain city supercars get your first session free all right we're back and to start off the rest of our list uh we're on seven if you're counting now uh let's talk about some tech one of the things that i use on a lot of my drives especially if we're doing a big multi-state drive or even a group drives one of the easiest things people can use is whatsapp uh it's available on both platforms you can track what's that dan it's WhatsApp. WhatsApp. <laughs> it, 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 if you haven't discovered WhatsApp, you need to. Yeah. And because it works. I used, that's how I used to talk to Boryog when he'd be in Uzbekistan or wherever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, as long as you have cell phone coverage, you have WhatsApp. It can share a ton of features really easily, including GPS tracking. You can share your location in real time. It's really easy to create a group. You can dial on it. If, you, if messaging isn't working or somebody's not responding, you can hit the call button. That's what, uh, as far as everything I've used, and I have used every app out there to try and get messaging for groups down, this is by far the best one because it standardizes your messaging. Uh, there are differences and limitations with like iMessage versus Google Messages and things like that. This makes, puts everybody on the same playing field, gets everybody in the same thing, gets everybody the same options, and it works really well. We used it on the last drive we did down to Monterey. We had a group chat going. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, and always have your co-pilot be texting and driving. Don't, yes. Don't text uh, a whole other reason why you need a co-pilot is somebody to watch watch their phone. And you can add your co-pilot into the group chat. So you don't have to be like, you can leave your device up on your screen. And what I do is I put uh, my phone up on next to my dash. I've got that mount for it. And I have WhatsApp on there. And then I have my passenger or I have Waze up there. And I have my passenger with WhatsApp. So they can do the communicating for me. 
Well, and, and communication is big because like we said before, you can very easily get split up. No matter, you could give somebody directions on how fast to drive and how long it's going to take them to get to each spot and, and, and plan everything out to, down to the bathroom break, down to the second. And the group will always get spread out. You will always get somebody, some grandma that's driving in front of you that slows things down or some, you know, or an accent or something. It happens. And one thing that we talk about too is, you know, WhatsApp is great, but cell phone service can be... Yeah, it can be a little Iffy. sketchy, especially as you get going into the fun spots. I found yeah. the more fun the drive, the less cell phone coverage you have, which brings us into radios. Um, so I have a sp- very specific radio I call out in here that I tell everybody to get because I have tried every cheap, crappy handheld out there. The one you want is the Baofeng BF F8 HP. Now, the reason I choose that very specific radio is that it has an 8-watt dual-band radio. So... Uh, VHF and 400 to 520 MHC UHF uh, has an extreme the battery lasts forever I've had the battery in mine charged and not charged in a year and I use this thing all the time I use them for work as well I do uh, disaster uh, planning and this is one of the the devices that I've tested through many of them it has crazy good range and because you can use it with a free program called chirp you can even program in FRS channels so if other people in your group don't have that they just have those cheap little FRS radios. You can still talk to them on this. Oh, I had no idea. And I mean, their range will say you know, up to 20 miles. Well, yeah, more like 20 feet with those crappy cheap ones. This thing will actually work for quite a ways, at least uh, at least two to three miles on the highway typically. I used to have the G.I. Joe ones that went on my wa- my wrist. I did too. Right? <laughs> and then, yeah, those were great. And they worked like you had to be, the antennas need to be touching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So this thing is super compact in size. You can look at the photos on Amazon. Like As the time that we're uh, doing this, these things sell for 63 bucks. They tend to go between 55 and 65, but awesome radio. Give it to your passenger. And again, it's so much better if you have a passenger because it's kind of hard to hear them, but these are also earpiece compatible. So you can get a really cheap earpiece and plug it in if you are just by yourself and you can get a uh, shoulder mic kit like the cops use. Uh, And these things are cheap. Like the accessories, because they're these Chinese knockoff radios are like 10, 15 bucks. Well, and it will save you from taking your hand off the wheel or, you know, I mean, as when I like to drive, I like to have the music cranked up. You know, I mean, I love to have Enya just blasting out the speakers and, you know, something from Titanic. My heart will go on. Well, yeah, duh. And Celine Dion for every drive. Right? Glad we're on the How same page. How great was that song she did for Deadpool 2? That just, was amazing. Um, so along with WhatsApp, um, if, if, you have, if you've been on Dan's drives, you'll notice that all of his maps are done through Google Maps, which is something... You don't realize the features that Google Maps has and what you can do with it. Yeah, I'm still very mad at them for limiting the number of stops I can take because I'm like, I've literally tried to plan, <laughs> like you know, a, like a two to three week drive, and then you only can plan like I think it's ten stops at a time. So no, it's more than that. We remember that that one we planned after Monterey. We were talking about we we put a ton of stops in there. That wasn't Google Maps. That was uh, Bing. <laughs> I had to switch to Bing because of that first. So for if you're doing like 30 stops, or I actually use a, a, a site called roadtrippers.com, which has up to like 100 stops. It gets super sluggish when you get more than 20 or 30. But And it's not detailed like Google Maps where you can just drag it around. But anyway, I use Google Maps because it's not platform specific. It works well on every platform. If you're using iPhone or Android, which you're going to find mixes in every group, Google Maps consistently works better than anything else out there. And more importantly, and you can do this in WhatsApp too. I mentioned that earlier, but you can do location sharing. So you can create a link uh, versus just one person. You create the link and then you share it in the WhatsApp and then Google Maps will track you really, really well. And then if you're the lead car, 
you wanted to make sure you get this down. You want the lead car to share their location and the last car. Don't flood the don't flood the chat with uh, ten people sharing their location. Put two in because then you know where your first guy is and your last guy is. Yeah. And chances are, it's kind of funny how this works out. There's always a group where somebody wants to be last. Somebody is not in a hurry because they've got somebody with them who is maybe a little more, maybe not as experienced. And if, if you have a good group, they're willing to admit they're not as experienced. Cleanup crew, yeah. Yeah, and they'll catch the last car and they can, then if they say, hey, I'm pulling off here, you're going you're gonna to know where your last car is and how far away you are from each other. So, But it's use it. Ex- excellent features. And I mean, if you ever have to, if you ever have questions about this, you know, you can email us and we'll be glad to point you in the right direction. And by we, I mean, you know, this is Dan's podcast, so he'll point you in the right direction. So. My guest is very helpful, too. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a big one. If you are the one organizing the drive, you can make friends with wherever you're going very early by simply calling them in advance and telling them. And chances are they'll be really happy you did, especially if you have a nice group of cars. Sorry, Stance guys. Nobody wants you anywhere near their store, not even Walmart. But anyway, if you've got... Well, you went dark there for a second. I mean, like your eyes. I'm just calling it like it is. Nobody wants a bunch of crappy cars cheapening their business. Okay, I I agree with you. I just that was (laughs) that was not in the script. Um, (laughs) His eyes rolled back in his head. It turned 360. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, I just got possessed for a second. Yeah, it's okay. No, you're good. You're good. Um, Well, this is not only important. Researching where you go and where you're stopping. But like you said, the restaurants you go to, and it's not just making reservations with them. It's going in and looking at Google Maps or whatever is and seeing, and seeing how, is their pla- parking lot accessible? Is there parking near the, there? I mean, I remember we drove out on the coast last year, and we went to some little restaurant in some little town after the ferry, remember? And we, had, we were parked all over the town trying to find parking. Anytime you go to Bainbridge, because, you're going to this. Didn't pl- we, it's not that we didn't plan it. We were just sort of, we, we figured we'd eat when we wanted to eat. And we ended up yeah. eating this really cool restaurant. But we were all over town. Like it took for, and then we, we had to get everybody back together, which yeah. was tough. Yeah. So like uh, I, when I did this drive for LeMay, I called ahead to every place I was going. Uh, the Alderbrook was, they're used to drives. The Ferrari Club goes to Alderbrook all the time. And anytime you, if you're a good group and you have a bunch of nice cars with you, you say, hey, I've got 10 cars. We're coming in and we need a spot to eat or whatever. Most places are super accommodating. They said, oh, you can park in the back of the valet lot. Just take the edge and no big deal. They're like, our hotel's booked, so we won't have a lot of parking in the regular lot, but we want to park you guys together. They get it. It makes them look better when you take a ton of photos of nice cars outside their business. And it, if you haven't ever been to the Alderbrook Lodge, go go to the Alderbrook Lodge. It will take you less than two hours to get there, even if you take the longest way. And it is it is on the most beautiful water. Yeah, right on Hood Pens- Canal. On the Hood Canal. Um, go there. <laughs> yeah, and if you're doing a track day at uh, the Ridge, it's only about 25, 30 minutes north, uh, just because Shelton's right below it. So this is a, it's a great spot to stay. But anyway, places like that, if you call in advance and just tell them how many people you got, you will do them a favor and your group a favor too. Because you, then you can tell your group, hey, I've already called ahead. We've got parking here. It makes it easy for everybody. People, If the people get there late, they know exactly where to go. And it's most places you're going to go when you want to plan this stuff out are probably going to have either wide open parking because you're going to find some cheap little hole in the wall or they're going to have valet. And instead of valeting, which the, the valet doesn't want to handle 10 cars all at once, they'll just simply direct you back to the valet lot. That's what I've had. In my experience, that's been my luck and it's been pretty good. All right, number 11. And when Dan does a drive, it always goes totally to plan, so he doesn't ever have to do this. But it's called, we call it make plan B road. <laughs> no, always have a backup plan because you don't know that you're going to be – if you're out on the peninsula and driving one of these lovely roads, a rock slide or something that happened that day that you can't, you can't account for you know, or an accident or something, have a plan B. 
know some ways around. I mean, a lot of, I mean, Waze does it. A lot of the other map systems, if you're on there and you, you say alternate route, like even some of the in-dash stuff, like the in-dash yeah. stuff does it, where it will get you around there. Have an alternate route. Know that if, if, if you get together for a drive and something happens, a weather event or something, and you still want to go, but you can't go up. A perfectly good example is I took a drive actually with Sean one a couple of years ago. This is maybe even before I knew you. And we had planned on driving up Highway 20 and into the Sun Mountain Lodge. Yeah, Winthrop. Everything up there was on fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we went out to the peninsula and, and had a wonderful time. But Sean had a backup plan. And it was just, you know, and it worked It worked flawless. We had a great time. I mean, it, it, it ended up being what we thought was going to be a three-day trip and ended up being a two-day trip because we couldn't find places to stay the second night. But, you know, we were only on the peninsula. So we yeah, all just sort of... Yeah, a lot of options out there. You know, drank some more coffee and headed home. But it's important to have a, a, a plan B route, as you put it. Yeah, and... and- if you try and rush one of these things together, chances are it's not going to go as well as you want. If you're doing a multi-day trip, you get, there's a lot of single-day drives around here. Like I've listed a whole bunch of single-day drives you can do with your friends on dancedrives.com. But uh, yeah, having that plan B it has saved me uh, more than a few times. Most of the time, I haven't even had to tell people that it's my plan B. I'll be having all plan A, all route, ready to go. I'm <laughs> doing plan A. I'm calling things in advance. I'm getting reservations. And then somebody's like, oh yeah, we'll be closed that day. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, Oh crap. Well, okay. Well, here's my plan B route, but it just always have a backup plan. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but you'd be surprised how many people will plan one of these things and the day before they're like, Oh, this isn't going to work. Uh, the place we're going to go is closed. And, and people are excited to go. Like, I mean, yeah. and, and you need to, and it's something we, we, we didn't really talk about this and we're not done with the list, but you need to plan these several weeks out. You need to get on. I mean, especially in the where we live with with Microsoft and, and Amazon, you got to plan a few weeks out. You got to give people time to plan to be gone, and figure out you know their vacation plans or whatever it is to, to plan ahead. And it gives people a ch- it gives you a really good chance to sort of filter out you know the people that are coming and the fil- the people that aren't. Yeah. Um, so the Seamont Rally we're doing, uh, we're taking the long way down to Monterey this year, and I happened to be it's it's fortunate how it worked out a good friend of mine eric and his uh, fiance are getting married and so i am pre-driving our route uh which i normally wouldn't get the chance to do so i'm taking an extra day as i drive down to their thank getting, god we were able to convince them to get married just so you could i do know that. thanks so i'm going to take the long way instead of going straight down i-5 all the way down to anaheim i'm going to cut over to bend and then i'm going to go through the backside of california down through tahoe and then i'm going to go through yosemite so i'm getting like a double feature awesome road trip to myself i mean granted i'm going to be in a hurry but it gives me a chance to try a couple of different roads gives me a chance to take driver's notes gives me a chance to make a plan b if i need it if i drive this thing and i'm like this is the most boring stupid stretch of highway i've ever been on because there's one big section of this i haven't done then i'm going to go around it to the section i do know so and, and I do want to get this little bit of plug in here for the Seamount Rally. We do have a couple of spots left. Of, of if, if you're going to Monterey, you can contact us. We're, we're kind of picky because you have to spend a few days with us. But uh, we, we do have a couple of spots left if somebody wants to go. So and we have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had any problems with police. No, well, it's because we're not idiots. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> we, we have got, not. We, you know, there was a pullover one year, and it was because they were passing in a passing lane, and the passing lane ended. That was it. We weren't, we weren't, we've never done anything stupid. We've never, no, done we've it. never had like so the legal was, problems you know, like a rally. Yeah. We're not that kind of rally. People, uh, and I was talking to, we're like your grandmother's rally. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was actually talking to somebody else about this. I'm not going to name drop on here, but, uh, 
about planning. I'm planning a trip for another group. And that was their main concern. Is that with me planning? They were thinking like gold rush or something. They're like, we can't do that with our group. We would get, you know, that would get us into a lot of trouble. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not how I roll. That stuff's really cool. But they thought you could plan that. I mean, not that you, I know you and I, you yeah, could plan like, a party. You could do it. If anybody could do it, it's you. Not, but, not yeah, like you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my style. So no, we're not like that. We, uh, we enjoy the drive. Uh, we preach it and we live it. So our last point, this is a big and one. This is a big one. When you're done, talk to your participants. Get feedback. Go have a drink. Get everybody back together again. Say, we're all going to have dinner. Say, what can I do better? What can I do different? They're your friends. They're not here to throw you under the table and bash you. But uh, if you can make it a better drive and you want to keep doing this, like, I love doing this. This is one of my favorite things in the world to do is plan drives. But if I can have somebody tell me, hey, you know, next time we should do this, I'm all about it. I can't wait to hear that feedback because that means I can make it better for them next time. I can get to know what people want. And you're, you're, and you're cre- I mean, and you will create a family. You will create a group that, of, of people that will continuously go on drives together and that will, you know, they'll trust each other. They know the drives. And I mean, and they will, and then people throughout the group will plan stuff. It's important to talk to your people. Do it at lunch. How did you enjoy the first part of the drive? How did you enjoy this? Oh my gosh. Dan and I, if you've ever talked to us about going to Monterey, we'll talk about a certain section of road where we come off of 101 and down Leggett. onto, huh? Leggett Road. Leggett Road, which is 25 miles or something like that. I mean, the sign says like, and I'm, I forgot how many. It's it's a lot of miles, yeah, it's a and, it, miles. and it's the twisty. And you go, yeah, right. There's this is no, like 10 to 20 mile an hour curves at best. Yeah. And uh, even in the vet, if I, it's a, it's a you lesson. You can do it really fast in a tow truck. We watched that one, the guy that drives it every day, leave us. I mean, left the vet, left the Maserati, I mean, gone. Yeah. He knew every single turn in this road, like I, like the back of his hand. I've never seen anybody take a drive anything that large, that fast. I was amazed. And then when we let, got off the road. I know I, there was one thing that could drive that road that fast. And that was Lauren. In that G wagon on 24s, because she was sliding that thing around. Yeah, she saw Lauren this weekend. Shout out if we, you know. So yeah, yeah. So when we got to the end of that road, he was waiting at the top of a like this road that went way up into the hill, and he was taking photos of all of us coming out of the road. He had time to pull over, get up, and get his camera set up for us to get out. Yeah, insane. But yeah, get your feedback. Talk to your people. You know, because there will be people that'll say, "Oh, that last section was a little long. I had to go to the bathroom." Or you know, and. The, the shortest route at the end of a, of a road trip can seem so long. I remember one year we were driving, and we were we, the first, the second year we were coming down into Monterey, or, the, or not Monterey, the second night we were coming into Mendocino. And it was like an extra 10 miles, and it seemed like 100. I just wanted to get there because you had been, I enjoy driving, and it was spirited driving, but it was, I needed to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, I, we've learned our lesson. You get people in the car for more than a couple hours. Just take a minute break. Yeah. Go stop over, pull over, enjoy the view of something, grab a coffee, do Some something. Some of the best photos we've ever taken have been just random pullovers. Yeah, we're like, we've been driving long enough. Let's take a, let's take a quick pullover and just hang out. And I mean, I have a picture of all of us like lined up just in a gas station. Yep. Uh, that's another one. Before I go, that's one more thing. If you're on a drive, don't pull over to the gas station across the intersection that's on the other side of the street that only exits the other way. Look for stuff that gets you on and off easy. That's one other thing I forgot. It just came to me. It's not our notes. Look for something that gets you off easy. Got it, Dan. We'll write that down on number 13. <laughs> I, I think that... Pretty My train of thought just ran me over. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> 
I think that pretty much wraps up our, uh, you know, our, our 13, well, it was 12, now it's 13, we're going to write that down there, um, uh, of, of how to start and run a group drive that doesn't get everybody arrested or killed. Um, it, you know, I think that's, Dan actually labeled that in our notes, and I love that, <laughs> you know. It seemed appropriate. No, it is. It is. And I mean, you know, we've all been on drives where it's, there's one guy that, that ruins it all for everybody. And then, and it's usually he ruins it in the, in the, in the middle of the day. And then you have to drive with him for the rest of the day and you want to run him off the road. And you know, a funny story before we go. So I had a, a friend who allegedly was driving the local, which goes up Highbridge road outside of Snohomish. He was driving that road very, very, very quickly. And he knows that road very well, and he handles that road very efficiently. Well, the person behind him, uh, who was not affiliated with him, was trying to keep up because he thought his car was faster. His car may have been faster, but he was not nearly as good of a driver. So my friend, who allegedly was driving that road very quickly, watched that car go flying off a curve on High Bridge and into, a, luckily, not one of the cliffs, but one of the embankments. And not down an embankment, but the... Yeah, up. Uh, yeah, up. And shoved Still his... Still into an embankment. Straight into an embankment and destroyed his vehicle. Don't drive beyond your limit, was, folks. Was, was that like one of the new uh, VPs from GM? Because I heard they're crashing things now. So. <laughs> it was not that zero one that crashed the other day. We oh. didn't even talk about that, I know, that makes me sad. Anyway. I mean, well, we, we'll get that on the thing, but uh, if you don't know, go check out uh, uh, somebody crashed a zr1 on a racetrack and he was high up at gm yeah <laughs> but yeah um i think that does, about does it for us uh for rain city supercars um for the whole group i'm nick <laughs> my co-host and i'm dan and don't just get there enjoy the drive